Smartcast. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Hi, and welcome to Deep Leadership. I'm your host, John Rennie. Well, it's January 18th, 2021. My question to you is this. How are you doing on your goals? Specifically, how are you doing on your fitness goals? Yes, this is a business leadership podcast, but part of being a great leader is leading yourself first and taking care of your own health and fitness. Today, we have a very special guest, Jason Helms. He is a fitness coach, but more importantly, he is my fitness coach. Like many of us, Jason lost control of his fitness and health when he left college and entered into the work world, but he fought back. He got in the best shape of his life, and he learned a lot in the process. He learned the fitness world is filled with clickbait, charlatans, and never-ending fads. So, after years of research, trial and error, he decided to develop his own simple method for health and fitness that anyone can follow. He calls his company Any Man Fitness, and he has since helped thousands of clients get in the best shape of their lives. He is a fitness entrepreneur who has built a thriving online fitness community that I love being a part of. I know you're going to love this episode. There are so many things we can learn from Jason's journey. So are you ready to dive in? Let's get started. Welcome to Deep Leadership. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former Cold War submarine officer who spent 20 plus years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Are you ready for some real world actionable advice from John as well as his expert guests? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. The show starts right now. Welcome to the Deep Leadership Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Jason Helms. Jason is the owner of Any Man Fitness. He is a former educator turned entrepreneur. Any Man Fitness is an online fitness coaching community that Jason built from the ground up. He started this business almost eight years ago, and since then has helped thousands of people lose fat, gain muscle, and improve their lives. By the way, he's my fitness coach as well. So I'm excited to have Jason on the show to discuss the importance of physical fitness for business leaders, but also to understand how we built such a successful online community. So Jason, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me, John. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, it's great to have you on the show and just kind of learn a little bit about, you know, your the origin story, how you got started, because I can tell you as a client, as someone that uh, uses your services, I can tell you it's it's top notch and you you know, it's a great program. It was easy to get involved. And I know my personally, I've gotten in much better shape working with you. So I appreciate what you do. And I really wanted to get you on the show to talk about it. 
Well, wonderful, man. That's an amazing compliment. And uh, thank you so much, especially coming from your background and everything uh, in the uh, armed forces. Uh, I appreciate that. That's fantastic. And, and clearly, uh, you haven't done today's workout just yet if you're singing my praises, because uh, that, that, that Thursday workout is a bear, right? <laughs> I did it already. And I'm, some, I'm a little sore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So when you're done with this podcast and you try to stand up, you're going to have that whole wobble thing to the door, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Great, great. Excellent. Well, thanks for having me, John. So it's good to have you. And, you know, the first thing I want to start off is like, uh, you know, when I looked at your background, I mean, you started off like most people do. You, you went to high school, you went to college, you, you chose a major, you chose education, uh, you got your degree, and then you started your career as a teacher. So th- then some, something changed. And that's kind of what I want to hear about a little bit about why did you make a decision to go from being, you know, having a career as an educator to you know, how did you get attracted to the business uh, of or the fitness community? And then when did you decide that you wanted to start a business uh, coaching people like you do today? Um, I've always been athletic growing up. Um, I'm a tall person. I'm six foot eight. Um, so as you know, but uh, for the listeners out there, uh, big, big dude. Uh, and I've, I've always played basketball and baseball and whatnot uh, in, in uh, when I was younger and through high school, played a little bit of baseball in, in college. Um, so I was always athletic um, and, and working out and really into you know just being in good shape. And it was mostly for performance, for sports games and, and that sort of a thing. And I did go to college uh, to be an educator. I actually very first, I first started taking some business courses and ironically enough, um, I own my own business now, but at the time, all the courses were geared towards kind of the, kind of the corporate lifestyle, if you mm-hmm. will. And I saw myself sitting in a cubicle, like an office space, which had just come out at the time. Nice. I said, oh, no, 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 I can't do this. And I thought back to, to when I found uh, the most uh, reward uh, with the work that I had done. And that's when I would coach little kids, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in, in basketball or baseball or hold summer camps or those sorts of things. So I said, all right, you know, that that's me. I need to be standing in front of a classroom, talking to kids and, and helping them out. So that's really what set me down to, to education. And I, I started my career as a teacher in 2004 um, with really altruistic hopes, make the world a better place, reach children. And, and I will tell you, John, I absolutely loved the five hours per day that I was teaching students. Mm. It was kind of the other things that over time kind of start getting to you as an educator, Uh, the bureaucracy, the red tape of things, um, you know, the parents, administration struggles and issues. And and as I was getting older, I I wanted to better myself. I went back and I got my master's um, to earn a little more. So I got a little bit of a pay bump, but I kind of like hit this, sort of earnings ceiling. And I was doing all this extra stuff too. I was coming early uh, for to, to make a few extra bucks with bus duty, staying late. I was coaching high school baseball at the time. I would work through my lunch. I mean, I was working 24 hours a day. And and really, you know, honestly, when the end of the year came along and I saw the W-2, I just went like, dude, you're, you're a smart and intelligent person and you're yeah. working yourself to the bone and there's not yeah. much to show for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so really I, I ended up getting healthy myself first. My first daughter was born in 2010 and as happens to many people, when they become parents, I became very aware of my own mortality, my own, uh, what I was putting out to the world, the way I presented myself, uh, you know, kind of my entire being. I was, I sort of asked myself the question, would you want your daughter to marry someone like you 
mm. 25 years from now? That's a really difficult question to, to answer. And at the time, I, I think the answer might have been, no, I couldn't really answer the question, yes. And that was kind of, that was painful. I needed to, to take care of myself physically after I stopped playing baseball in college, I, I ballooned pretty quickly. Uh, I started college at 220. I ended college at 255. And by the time my first daughter was born, I was 300. Wow. Um, so yeah, I was, I was up there. So I needed to get in shape. I, I knew that. And, and I had kept working out, not as consistently as I should. Didn't really watch my diet the way I should. Clearly, if I ended up weighing 300 pounds by the time it was <laughs> yeah. 2010. But I had always been, you know, I, I, I'd been used to training for baseball and stuff. So I said, okay, this is important. So I had been going to the gym, but I was just doing all the wrong things, you know, uh, total bro science workouts, whatever I could find off of Yahoo or, or, or whatever, just, just real, real uh, vanilla kind of fitness stuff. It, it wasn't working. Even when I would put forth a ton of physical effort in the gym, I have, I wouldn't have much to show for it. And it was extremely frustrating to see people in the gym that I know I'm hard, I know I'm working harder than that guy right there. I know I'm doing it. And he looks amazing. And I look like this, I look like a bag of donuts over here. Um, so that sent me down the rabbit hole of fitness, of evidence-based fitness. I ended up losing about 80 pounds in a couple of years. I mean, I was still teaching at the time, still teaching, right? I went through this just drastic transformation from 44, 46 inch waist, huge belly roll to like full six pack, right? Like it was like an insane transformation. So naturally people started asking me questions. Mm. Um, it was about a two year process to lose those 80 or 90 pounds. So I had friends start going, dude, what are you, what are you doing? Cause when most people go on a diet, Right, they'll lose twenty or thirty pounds. Maybe they'll feel better, and then that's that's about the extent of it. But I had gone through such just a radical transformation that they were asking uh, lots of questions, and I didn't really have a sound bite. Right. You know, a lot of people when they get in shape, say, so how'd you get in shape? Oh, I went keto. Right. Oh, I started right. fasting. Right. Oh, I joined a boot camp. Like right. there's this little this little sound bite. But what I had done is I had developed an entire system, mm. a mental framework with which to view how I lifted how I approached the weight room, how I approached dieting, um, all the different little, uh, I, I wouldn't really call them rules, but you know how to, to mentally view nutrition so you don't miss the forest for the trees and get caught up in the details on things that don't really matter. So what I did was I started helping friends for fun. And it was just me saying, all right, man, how much do you weigh? What's your height? Da, 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 da. Okay, all right, uh, try this with your macros. Try this with your work. That sort of a thing. Just real, uh, just talking with friends. Um, and they started losing weight and they started getting awesome results. And actually the person that pushed me uh, to, to really get started on this, a friend of mine named Jack, who actually, uh, he's a graphic designer for ESPN now. Um, I take that back, computer animator. He would get okay. very offended if you called him a graphic <laughs> designer. He okay. told me computer animators are, are, are yeah. But anyways, um, so he was the one, we sat down after softball one day, drinking our iced teas with our macro counted out meals in front of us. And he had lost like 40, 45 pounds himself he had abs for like the first time in his entire life at the you know the age of 26 27 something like that and he's, he starts asking me questions right what do i do about this what do i do about that what about the meal timing of this should i worry about this and i'm at, i'm answering him to the best of my ability we get to the end of all of his peppering me with questions and he's just like you need to start a business man <laughs> and like literally it was just like that and i was like first time anybody had ever put that thought in my head which what do you mean? You know, and he said, right. he said, look, you, you helped me lose 40 pounds. I have visible abs. He said, there is not one food that I'm not allowed to eat. There's no such thing as a do not eat list. 
He's like, I'm working out 45 minutes, three days or three days per week. That's it. I don't do any cardio. I don't do anything else like this. People will pay you good money for this. Yeah. And that's, that's when I first went, huh? And that was a Thursday. And I've always been someone who I, I may uh, shoot first and, and aim, but you know, uh, right, what, what right. is it? Uh, ready, fire, aim, right. Ready, fire, ready, aim. fire, so, aim. Yeah. And it was literally, he told me that at softball on a Thursday night, Friday morning at 7am, I got to school kids don't show up for another hour. I sit down and the first thing I do is I pull up Google and I type in how to start a blog. Wow. <laughs> and wow. that was in May of 2013. And here we are in 2021 and life is very, very different. Wow. That's amazing. It's a pretty cool story. I love this yeah. Story. It's interesting too, because I think what, what it sounds like too, is that you, you weren't necessarily doing it to, 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 to do it as a business. You were chasing, what you what you need to do? You were you were curious. You went down a rabbit hole. You found all these things, and uh, you know, as I understand it, just looking at your origin story too, as part of it was, you know, there's a lot of uh, clickbait, and uh, there's a lot of things out there that are not helpful. There's the keto. There's this. There's that. Everybody has a an opinion about what the best program is, and you were able to kind of dissect or or get through that, and and develop a a methodology that worked for you, and it, and it worked for a friend, and suddenly you're like, well is this something that uh, can be commercialized? Can I make, you know, can I make this, can I help more people other than just friends, right? Absolutely. And, and I think that was one of the reasons that yeah. I was able to build it in the way that I did because I was so unbelievably passionate about it at, at the start. Um, mm. And I'm still passionate about it. Clearly I'm passionate about fitness, oh, but absolutely. man, it was from 2011 to about 2014, like, I mean, it consumed me. Um, and I think the reason it consumed me so much was because when I started doing things the right way, when I started eating the right way, I started training the right way, when I started having these mental frameworks, and realizing like all these little details over here don't matter. You need to follow these big blocks. Mm. You need to follow them religiously. When I started realizing all that stuff, honestly, I got frustrated um, because I realized I wasted so much time. Mm. And I realized that there were so many people out there that aren't digging past the initial, uh, the, the availability bias of information that's right. out there, right. right? These things that show up either on your Facebook feed, you've got detoxes and skinny teas, and you mentioned, you know, ketos and whole thirties and all these different yeah, yeah. various things that everybody says, you know, these are important. I've fallen for those traps before. I have literally printed out articles that say the top eight superfoods to shrink your belly fat and have taken that article to the store and crossed off the items one by one, got them all home, ate them all. And it did nothing. Like I have been there <laughs> before. Like I've done all of the, I've made all the mistakes. I went keto before keto was even a thing mm. back in 2000. Uh, I did that in, at the very beginning, 2010, 2011. One of the first things I did was stop eating all carbohydrates. It was a massive mistake. Yeah. Did I lose weight? Sure. But I yeah. also lost a ton of strength and I felt like crap. My immune system was terrible. My libido was tanked. Like, you know, all those things. So I, I think that's really what Helped me was that I was so passionate about it, and I had all these different ideas. I, I had done what I, I would recommend to a lot of people that are trying to do something like this. Look at the people that you admire. Mm. Look at the people that have done what you are trying to do successfully and the right way with a consistent moral code, and don't copy their materials, but follow their actions. Use those mm. actions in, in the way they present themselves as guidance. Um, and the way that I got into it, there were three people that were instrumental. Uh, one was Jordan Syatt, 
um, who is now just enormous since, since back then in 2013, 2014. I mean, the guy's got probably, I think like a million followers on Instagram now or oh, so. Wow. A good buddy of mine, but he was one of the very first people that I started to read way back in the day. Uh, Andy Morgan, who runs rippedbody.com. Uh, mm-hmm. um, I was really into intermittent fasting and Martin Birkins and lean gains at the, at, towards the start. So I was really interested in him. Uh, and Brian Cron was the third one. If you know who Brian is, a little bit older. Uh, he's in his mid 40s. But he's uh, excellent when it comes to to muscle growth for natural lifters and that sort of so so theirs were the businesses that I modeled my business around. And all three of them were very big on the written word. Mm. They wrote articles. And because I was teaching at the time, I didn't have a lot of time to be spending making YouTube videos or to be doing podcasts constantly because they're so time consuming. Right. But I could always sneak and find some time during the day, whether it's lunch break, my meal prep, when the kids are sleeping, I had kids in diapers at the time where I can write. So that's what I ended up using as my main medium. And I've always enjoyed writing. I took writing classes in college and in high school. And for whatever reason, uh, forming thoughts and putting them down on paper, I always enjoyed building an article or or whatnot. Um, So, yeah, so that's what I did for the first three or four years. I wrote two articles every single week. From 2013 wow. to 2016, two to three articles every single week without fail, um, and that's I think honestly that's part of it too. Is that from the start uh, I told myself, if you want this to really happen, if you want to be successful and build this into a bona fide business, not just some hustling side gig that you do for for cash on uh, on the side, you need to be a professional. Mm. And professionals do the work day in, day out, whether people are watching or they're not watching. So I kind of kept that in my head. And I told myself, I wonder what would happen if for three straight years, you wrote two articles every single week and just tried to help people. Mm. And the results were really, really good. (laughs) Yeah, the results are very good. So when did you, I mean, you know, it's funny because everybody wants to be an overnight success. And here you say it takes, uh, uh, you know, it took three years of writing two to three articles a week for three years. And that's not an overnight success at all. So um, when did you realize that, that this could be a full-time job and that you could actually leave teaching? At what point was that? Uh, did you have that, uh, you know, revelation? I, I did. And John, it was a little existential to be honest <laughs> with you. Uh, it was, it was odd. Um, I did get some help uh, early in my career to be able to build to where the point I am eight years in. One of my first clients, who is now my business coach, a guy by the name of Mike Yanda, um, he was in law school at the time, Texas A&M, and he was frustrated. He had a coach. It wasn't really working out. He wasn't getting the results that he wanted. So, gosh, I think I had like 50 followers on Twitter. I don't know how this guy <laughs> found me, but, but he found me. Um, and so I, I helped him out with a program while he was in law school, and he ended up with visible abs, he's still on my transformation wall. If you scroll way down, he's down there. He's like one of the very first ones. But when he got done with his program, he saw, he noticed that my program was, it was very, it's very systemized, mm. right? There's, there's a system. It's a systemization of fitness is, is really what it, what it is. And he recognized that. And he said, Hey man, there's this website. It's a fitness social media website called photocracy. Um, and he said, I think you'd be perfect for it. They hold group courses instead of one-on-one it's a more group thing um and you know you're a teacher you could create a syllabus and i think it would work really well so i started uh, i applied for their platform and they accepted me and i started holding courses on photography in 2014 it was june 2014 Hmm. and this really was like the first time like like my mind just 
like kind of like you know that meme where it's like a head and yeah. it gets progressively and, and, yeah. and it's like zoom. like yeah. that's what yeah. it was for me <laughs> when because up to that point i was doing well but right. it was side it was side gig well right it was a right. client a client here well a client there well and at the end of the year i went oh cool I did better than I did when I was coaching baseball and doing launch duty. Okay, I'm going to roll with this here. And, and, but when I signed up for photography, um, I, I think I priced my first course at 60 bucks a month. And I had like 51 people sign up for the first course. Oh. So you can multiply those numbers together. It wasn't an exorbitant amount yeah, of yeah. money, but it was the first time I went, Oh my God, look at, look, look at my bank account. What right. the heck? Like, so right. there's this huge epiphany that like the internet is so unbelievably powerful yes. that we need to figure out how to make this work. Um, right. And to directly answer your question, the first time I went, yeah, this is going to work. Uh, was a few months later. That was June of 2014. A few months later in October of 2014, that was the first month that I made more with fitness than I did with teaching. Ah, uh, and and awesome. I, I remember I looked at it and went, Oh my gosh. And it was like, honey, honey, you know, I, I made more with fitness than I did with teaching. Holy crap. And from there, it just kind of, you know, it kept going. And eventually it was, it was uh, almost uh, two years later. It was uh, 2000, that was 2014, 2016 when I, I, I hung up the dry erase marker and I, I went off into the parachuteless <laughs> world of entrepreneurship. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what it is. So. <laughs> oh yeah. You ain't kidding. <laughs> so, so I wanted to kind of, uh, you know, one of the things that, that's uh, interesting about your story is, you know, you are in a, um, you're, you're in an industry that's full of competition, right? And it's full of some really bad competition, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's the place of clickbait, as we were talking about earlier, there's gurus, there's charlatans, there, everybody's got a pill, everybody's got a program. So my question to you is, okay, you've, in 2016, you realize I can make money doing this, but how do you separate yourself from the pack? There is a big, big fitness pack. Of course, there's a lot of demand for it as well, but how do you separate, how did you separate yourself from the pack? How did you, as you said, yours is more of a system. It's more based on uh, science and it does work, but how did you separate yourself? I think my early influences, I was talking before about uh, Syed, Cron, and Morgan, the three guys that I really looked up to. And and if you remember, right, a few minutes ago when we were discussing, I was talking about how frustrated I was right. by all of the availability bias of the clickbait nonsense that was out there. Um, so when I very first started, it, it, and, and clearly things evolve over time, right? My, my recommendations now in 2021 are not my recommendations in 2013 when I first started. You're going to get better at this and i think any coach someone who is giving advice to somebody else you need to as more evidence comes out as you gain more experience as you work with actual people right everything works great in theory but sometimes things don't work great in practice so things are constantly evolving and changing but those three men that that i followed closely that i emulated and i really admired they took evidence-based approaches if there was not evidence of it and, and relatively scientific evidence that was repeatable in, in nearly every scenario. I just realized I, I could not ever recommend that to a client. And from the very beginning, I told myself, if there is any remote chance that one of your suggestions could cause harm on somebody, then you, you can't recommend that. 
Mm. You have to find another way. And obviously there's a little bit of gray there because I do, you know, I'll recommend to someone, uh, all right, four sets of 12, uh, you know, uh, barbell back squat. So yeah, that could injure somebody and get hurt. Uh, but I'm not talking about that. I see yeah. a lot of this clickbait stuff that's out there. And a lot of it I do think could potentially cause damage to somebody. Right. Right. Um, and also before I started, I told myself, I want to ensure that if someone comes my way and I say, here, do this, and they follow it exactly, that they will get results. Mm. And that was incredibly important to me, right? There's always going to, especially in fitness, where your main roadblocks to success, assuming you're doing things that are smart and intelligent, your main roadblocks to success are consistency and intensity. Right. Those are your two main roadblocks, right? You need to be consistent mm -hmm. with your workouts, get into the gym. You need to be consistent with your diet, make sure you're not cheating, all of those things. That's the first one. And the second one is intensity. You want to make sure that when you're in the gym, you're actually pushing hard. You know that when you go there, it, you know, if you're doing the same 20 pound uh, dumbbells for bench press for your entire life, you're not making progress. That's the way that it works. So I wanted to make sure if someone came to me and they were being consistent and they were being intense with their workouts, they had guaranteed results. Without right. a doubt, guaranteed results. And I put a money-back guarantee uh, on my sales pages. Um, and, and to this day, I have that money-back guarantee there. And that money-back guarantee says, if you follow along for 30 days and you do not get results, you get every penny back, guaranteed, <clears throat> no questions asked, that's that. And I'm very proud to say that I literally have had nobody say, I did everything you asked for a month and I don't have results. It hasn't happened. And I do find that remarkable because there's been probably about 6,000 people that have come, come across any man fitness by this point. And that's, that's quite the record. If you ask me. No, that's a great record. Yeah. I think the thing that stood out for me is some of your marketing material. You talked about, <clears throat> um, you can, you can eat carbs, uh, and you don't have to do cardio. And I think that's probably where you got me. I was like, wait, what is this? <laughs> Who is this yeah, guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I think no, that's, a, yeah. that's a little unique because, you know, I mean, we're kind of in the keto world where everybody says you can't eat carbs. And I know as a, as a lifter, when I go no carbs, I, I can't lift. I mean, I, I, I bonk in my workouts and I feel miserable. And, and so I needed carbs. And I think, I think probably that's what attracted me to you. And plus, I lived a life as a cardio, as a runner, and I, I don't want to go back to that life. So <laughs> I love lifting. I don't like running. So <laughs> no, I'm, I'm the same way. My enormous six foot eight body makes it so I can do some walking and cycling. I even don't mind hill sprints and boxing and some things like that. But uh, just something about just jogging for long distances is just uh, it's just pure torture to me. Right. Uh, but but no, it's a thank you. Yeah, and and honestly, the the being able to eat carbs and and not having to do cardio that those are differentiators yeah, and yeah. right these trends these, these trends just just come and go and come and go and and we've seen the low fat trend we've seen the low carb trend and then they get more extreme right at first it was adkins and then it ended up being paleo we needed to eat like a caveman and then from paleo it turned into keto and now there's even an extreme keto and you got people that are going carnivore right, right? i mean right. At, at, at some point we're going to have like the whale blubber diet or something and that's it actually i guess the intuits uh, already have that sort of with that. But, you know, things just get extreme, extreme, extreme. So what I told myself is, hey, look, don't follow these fads. Don't mm. follow these gimmicks. Give people time-tested advice that will work in 2013, 2021, and 2030. 
yeah. right? And, and it, stay true to what you're doing and you're going to build your business over time. And just don't go the, that guru route, that clickbait right. route that, that you said. Like back in when I first got really into this stuff in 2000, 2012, paleo was everywhere. It was all right. over the place. Right. So yeah. now where are all those paleo people now? You know, like uh, some of them are still doing okay. Some of them are transitioning and they hop on to the next bandwagon. I don't want a bandwagon jump. I want, I want, I want people to realize that like, Hey, it's difficult. could be more difficult than extremism, but moderation is really what you want to go for. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Is your boss a jerk? I understand you're in the hospital, but I'm going to need you to come in today. Do they lack any ability to actually lead people? Oh, it's fine. I'll I'll just find somebody else that can do it, okay? John is offering a new service just for you. For only $10, he will anonymously mail a copy of his best-selling book, I Have the Watch, to your boss with a personal note. Go to IHaveTheWatch.com and enter the discount code BOSS at checkout. Deep Leadership is brought to you by my friends at the Bottom Gun Coffee Company. Bottom Gun is owned and operated by U.S. submarine veterans, and no one knows coffee better than the men and women who serve long hours keeping watch under the sea. Bottom Gun Coffee Company has a variety of coffee blends designed to keep you moving. From Ahab's Revenge Extremely Strong Coffee to their morning blend, Bottom Gun purchases only premium certified organic coffee beans from all over the world to create the finest tasting coffee you will ever experience. It's what I drink every day. Bottom Gun is offering a discount to the listeners of Deep Leadership. Go to BottomGunCoffeeCompany.com and enter the discount code DEEP at checkout. Bottom Gun Coffee, the taste that's qualified. So one of the things I want to talk to you about, we didn't really get into it yet, but I want to talk about the community. I mean, the one thing I like about being a part of it is that it's a large community. I think there's more than 700 members on the face group. And you call it what? The Army of Greatness? Is that Army right? of the Greatness, Army? baby. The AOG. Yes, sir. The AOG. The Army of Greatness. <clears throat> and I love seeing people taking pictures of their progress, showing the transitions they're making, um, the interactions, people asking questions. So why did you see, why did you feel it was really important to build a community? And what has that community done for the business? Yeah, I remember the day that I started the Army of Greatness. Uh, back in, when I first started, we didn't have a, a Facebook group for clients or anything like that. Um, I had a lot of one-on-one clients um, and it was just, everything was via email, right? <clears throat> Behind the scenes sort of a deal. Even when I was working with photography, I did have a, a decent number of group clients, but photography was its own social media, right? right? right. They kind of branded themselves as the Facebook of fitness sort of a deal. Um, so we didn't really, we would have like a group, if I had like a 12-week course, that group would be there for 12 weeks, but then the group would disappear because that right. course is now over sort of a thing. So when uh, I stopped working for photography in uh, 2016, right during that transition where I was stopping teaching and I was starting to do this full time. Um, and I realized that, that we needed to, to have a community in the time when I realized that I was at, in a convention, a fitness convention in Toronto and a guy by the name of Mark Fisher, who owns a few gyms in Brooklyn and, and Manhattan and over there in New York, he talked about how important having community was for him to grow his business and he just opened a simple facebook group and he was talking about how incredible it was and how it's a referral machine and how everyone just pumps each other up and it's so positive and motivating it helps keep everybody engaged and i was like yeah i need this like that's awesome so i literally sat there i took right earlier take always take action as fast as you can while this guy is talking i'm like 
connect to the Wi-Fi. I'm going to start a Facebook group and emailed all of my one-on-one clients. I said, hey, let's join a fa- let's, let's start a Facebook group uh, for clients of Any Man Fitness. Hop on board. We'll chat and have a good th-. So that was June of 2016 is what that was uh, when we started the Army of Greatness. Um, and at first, there were very few people in it because remember, only one-on-ones, right? I didn't right, have group right. coaching at the time. The, the group coaching, uh, that was something that came into play after I had quit teaching uh, when I realized I needed to diversify because not everybody can afford that high-ticket one-on-one sort of a coaching. Right. People want something that's more low cost. So I, I started building out a membership site um, during that time. And uh, it was January 23rd. It's funny how I remember these weird dates. <laughs> uh, January 23rd, 2017 was when I launched Full Access Anime Fitness. And that's when that group went from like 30 or 40 one-on-one people to 200 people, like literally overnight. And I was like, oh, we did it. We have 200 people. We have an actual Facebook group now, not just a couple people posting a, you know, once a week sort of a deal. Um, but from the beginning, I, you know, I think one of the things that does sort of set me apart a little bit is I have a fairly high emotional intelligence. And what I mean by that is I can instinctively tell what other people need, what other people might want. I have the ability to be able to put myself in other people's shoes and, and, and see how they would feel. And when I started our online community, I, I realized that first off my brand name, right? Any man fitness, it says right there, any man. Um, and I do have more female clients than male I was clients. Gonna say, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you, did you know that was going to happen? I didn't, I didn't, okay. but it's been absolutely <laughs> wonderful. I think women get preyed on uh, by all those clickbaity right. people that, that, that think ah, I can get this person. They're frustrated and you know, sort of a deal. Um, so no, I didn't see that one coming there, but, but just the fact that it's, it's any man. And and that's really where that name came from. I wanted to do my brand. I wanted it to be like, look, I am not a genetically gifted 16 year old dude with a six pack. I haven't been ripped my entire life. I didn't start lifting weights at the age of 13. I was a 31 year old, very obese, extremely out of shape dad who drank too much, who smoked too much, who couldn't walk (laughs) up a couple flights of stairs without, you know, sweating, who was embarrassed by my appearance, teaching middle school of all things. And I did it while I had two kids in diapers. You can do it too. So that's like, kind of like what that brand is. So I knew in the Facebook group, like, yo, everyone was, everyone was talking about niching down. You hear that a lot, niche down, niche down, niche down. And I was like, no, 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 they're going to zig. I'm going to zag. I want to cast a wide net. That's what I want to do. I want to have evergreen stuff that if you're a 20 year old dude coming to me, it's going to work. If you're a 70-year-old lady coming to me, it's going to work. If you're a young parent, if you're you know, a grandparent, if you, no matter what stage of life, it's going to work. That, that's what I wanted to do. So I knew that if I was going to have 20-year-olds mixing it up with 70-year-olds and everybody, all walks of life, all the way in between, mostly from America, but lots of people from other countries I as well, that. right? Yeah, I see that. Yeah. So I knew I was going to need, you need to have ground rules and you need to foster this place of encouragement, place of whether you're 400 pounds and you just started and you can't do one single kneeling push-up, or you're someone who's 12% body fat, 23 years old, and you want to get down to 6% body fat and just look absolutely insane during the summer. No matter who you are, you respect each other, you respect each other's differences, you help each other out. So that's really what I started from the beginning. And, and in four years of having that Facebook group, John, this is pretty remarkable. I have kicked out one person. Oh, wow. One person. 
out of all the people that have come our way, I've only kicked out one person. I've had to hop on the old email and say, yo, can you please change your, I've had to do that a couple of times, but I've only had to kick someone out one time and all that. Um, and you see, we do the flex Friday stuff, right. And, 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 and really so much of fitness is about coming out of your shell. Yeah, yeah. It's about, you know, saying this is where I am. I'm not happy with it. And it's okay that I'm not happy with it, but I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to get out of my comfort zone. I'm going to write whatever that is. And I think we mimic that. And we, we talk that up a lot in the army of greatness. And really, oh, you, do? you know, we have, we have flex Friday and, and, and when people join oh, flex Friday, flexing and then posting a picture that's so narcissistic, I'm not doing and, and And that's why I, I try every once in a while to, to tell people, Hey, look, this is what flex Friday is all about. It's about, getting out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Not, and and one of our rules there, no negative self-talk. You're not allowed to take a picture of yourself and go, gosh, this picture sucks, but here it is. No, you're not allowed to do that. You have to treat yourself the way you would treat other people. And that's really just something that, that I hope really comes across in our group. group. I I love it. I mean, you see people that, uh, you know, you can see their progress and they're not where they want to be, but they're posting pictures of themselves in a bikini or, or mm-hmm. men topless, you're topless, that's not the right word, but without <laughs> not wearing a shirt. It you is know, topless. Uh, yeah. But, but, you know, men who, you know, weren't, you know, not having six pack abs, I don't have six pack abs, but, you know, going, you know, not wearing a shirt and, you know, doing the flex. Mm-hmm. And I think, and it's seeing the encouraging words that everybody's saying, Oh, you're, you're making progress. Wow. You know, so much better than a month ago, or, mm-hmm. you know, it's almost an encouraging so the community actually reinforces, you know, what you're trying to do. And it's actually, in a way, sort of helps you in your business, because it's, it's a community kind of helping each other, you know, through, you know, a fitness journey, if you will. And it's not just you personally doing it all the time with every, you know, every person in the group, it's actually the community sort of, you know, holding the, you know, keeping the standards alive. So that uh that that old client that I told you about that is now my business coach when he started with me one of the first things uh he said to me was people will buy for the fitness they will stay for the community right so just remember that they will buy because they want a six pack or whatever and and eventually they're either going to reach their goal or if fitness is just it's fitness is transient in nature and i i understand that right there's not many people that are going to stick with one exact fitness regimen for 15 years that usually doesn't happen with people that are are really into fitness but there's a much higher chance of that happening if people feel respected valued they feel like you know it's their it's a home for them um there's people and, and you see it all the time with the post there's people that will say things in our group they would not dream of right. putting on right. their main feed. There's no mm-hmm. way. And I get I get people that'll ask that too, right? They'll join, they'll go, are you sure my like, aunts and uncles and husband or wife, are you sure people can't say, <laughs> I promise you, nobody can, you know, it's it's 100% private and closed off. The only people that get the link are the people that join, I promise you. But yeah, and that is, that you're right. That's an amazing thing to see people that that are not in shape, who are like, this is who I am and this yeah. is what I am. And they're treating themselves with kindness and respect. It's, it's, it's motivational and it's wonderful. Um, so yeah, it's, it, it's, it's awesome. It's ever, honestly, that community is everything that I dreamed that it would be. And, and it's just, it's such a blessing to have for us. That's so cool. So if you look, you know, when you look back at the past eight years, what, what are the things you're most surprised, sorry, most proud of, and what are some surprises you've had along the way? Uh, most proud of, 
I, I probably say the thing that, that I am most proud of, this is a bit obscure. <laughs> I have a very large number of clients that will end up leaving for whatever reason and then come back. I noticed that. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that aspect, that makes me really proud. <laughs> and uh, in January, I do what, what are called, they're called re-engagement campaigns, uh, right? Try to entice some former members. Hey, come on back. Um, you know, let's, let's have a little promotion and see what we can do to, to help you out sort of a thing. That's smart for any, any business owner to do, especially in the service industry. And the number of people that come back is, is really, it always just puts a smile on my face because those are people that joined for whatever reason, maybe it was financial, maybe they wanted to try something new, maybe, you know, what they weren't into it, whatever, you know, whatever their situation was, later on, they thought to themselves, dang, that actually is what I really, really mm. needed. Maybe they got shiny object syndrome. Right. And that happens, right? The yeah. clickbait stuff. And that that's a major roadblock that anyone who tries to stay consistent to some sort of a moral code and do things the right way. That is a roadblock that they're going to have. There's shiny mm. objects everywhere. And I'll, I'll get messages and emails from, from clients. So oh, man, someone over here, they told me that if all I do is eat cabbage soup and I take a squirrel and I put it under my pillow at night. And when there's a full moon, I'm going to end up with, with uh, you know six pack. Head. I go, well, if you want to try it, knock yourself out. And I'll, you know, right. sometimes I'll say the only thing I request is, if you get frustrated and, and, and whatnot and, and you're ready to really commit, come on back. I'd love to have you back, you know? And, and sometimes people need to go through that. I went through that. I told you that, right? Right. I, I did the keto thing. I did the super low carb thing. I did the underfeeding thing. I did the, and, and I, so I went through that and I'm glad that I went through that because it taught me, you know, don't ever do that. Right. <laughs> you know, right. Sort of thing. Right. So, so I'd say that was probably the, uh, the the thing I was most proud of. Um, the thing that surprised me the most, um, how different life is now. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'd say that's uh, you know very very different for for just for tons of reasons. Um, you know, obviously, uh, money is a part of it. I, I'm not going to be you know disingenuous and sit here and tell you that it's not. Like I'm doing much better than I was as a teacher. I've been able to provide for my family a lot more. Um, my my wife uh, has been an engineer since she very first got out of college, and I won't lie to you, it was relatively emasculating for her to be an engineer and for me to be a teacher. Um, we both worked very hard on what we do, but it just was it was a fact of being a teacher right. that I, I wasn't going to get compensated the way that I felt was, was equitable and fair. Um, but, but little things too, now that everything is established and I'm not so like, like all scared and nervous that it's going to disappear one day. I have better relationships with my children. Mm. Uh, I see them so much more frequently, right? Dad, dad is here Mm. when they leave and and he's here when they get back from school and he's the one that's taking them to, 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 you know, whatever gymnastics or summer camp. And I'm I'm more involved and present, uh, more relaxed. Um, and you know, I, I, I have, I still do have a boss. I like to say, but, but I'm my own boss. And even though I can be a jerk sometimes, I'm usually a pretty nice guy. (laughs) Yeah, I know that feeling. I'm I'm my own boss too, so, <laughs> um, and I'm a pretty good guy too. So, <laughs> I can tell. I can tell. <laughs> so, um, you know, one of the things that, um, for me at least, as a leader and running a business, is I've found a lot of benefits from, you know, eating healthy, working out, just just having, just being more healthy. What are some of the benefits that you know the, the people that are listening to this podcast they're 
they're business leaders, they're leading organizations, they're in some sort of leadership position, or they're going to be in a leadership position. What are what are some benefits to fitness for just being able to, um, you know, be a good leader, be a good person, having a good lifestyle? What, what does it all do for you? I think when you really get into fitness, you will quickly realize that you need to have things systemized somehow in order right. to truly make them work. I think that's one of the biggest mistakes that a lot of people make is they'll go to the gym or they'll try to eat healthy, but that's it. Like, oh, I'm going to eat healthy. Well, what the heck does that mean? You know, right. like we need to have some sort of objective parameters so we can figure out what eating healthy means. We need to make sure that we know what we're doing in, in the gym and we have an actual game plan formulated. If you just go and wing it every time you're going to, excuse me, be like I was way back in the day where you're just going to be frustrated and spinning your wheels and not actually growing and making progress. I think one of the most important parts that, that, that fitness does to you is it teaches you about these systems and teaches you the importance of process. Mm. Um, in 2021, we want everything now, right? That's right, kind of right. attention. It has become the biggest commodity in our world, which is why you get so much of this clickbait stuff. Attention has become currency in our society. Um, and, and, and as such, it can be really difficult to stick with a time-tested and proven path for success, but they are out there. And that relates to business, it relates to being a leader, it relates to any sort of environment where you are the main person that's in control of that environment. It's extremely important to realize that if you want to get to this, like, crazy, awesome, phenomenal thing, there needs to be a structured process uh, in which to get there. And that process is what creates the fruit at the end of it. It's, it's the nuts and bolts. It's what's important, right? It's the difference between having a goal-based objective versus a habit-based objective. Mm -hmm. If you have a goal-based objective, maybe you'll get there, maybe you won't, but you, you know, you clearly either won or you lost. If you have a habit-based objective or a process-based objective, if you follow that process, that goal is going to take care of itself. You don't even need to worry about that goal anymore. Yeah, yeah. So that really definitely shows you. And as I said, when I started my business, I, I always kept those sort of fitness principles about progressive overload, consistency over time, varying intensities, right? You, you, I'd have my all-nighter kind of a deal. And then I'd go, okay, I need to take two or three days and just mm. relax a little bit, that sort of a thing. So make sure to balance those things and staying true to that process really just shows you how far you can build something, how big and how incredible it can be, but you do have to stay true to those time-tested principles. Um, you've probably heard before, everyone under, uh, overestimates, overestimates what they can do in one year and underestimates what they can do in five. Yes. That is so, and, and I'll change that to make it from five to eight. That's, that's so true. It's not even funny. You know, you, you have these dreams and aspirations about going out, starting a, a business and you'll be a millionaire within a day. And clearly that's <laughs> not the way that that's going to work. But at the same time now, so, so I wished it would have gone a little faster at the beginning, but now eight years in, I'm sitting back going, Jesus, I never thought I could be this big, <laughs> you know, like that's so that's sort of a thing. So, so I thought, you know, like I see all these things on Instagram, it just says hustle. All you have to do is hustle and then you'll get your, you'll get your business in one year, right? Or, or, or six months or whatever. Well, and then that's the thing. Cause I, I think there's a time and a place for hustling. And I right. certainly, I'm not going to say I never hustled and grinded and never had 16 hour days. I had a lot of those, right? The time period from 2013 when I very first started, 
fit, the fitness stuff. I wrote the articles. Didn't take up a ton of my time, but around that photocracy time when things started kicking in, I was working sixteen hours a day and eight right. on Saturday and Sunday, every, every right. single day. So I went through that grinding stage, sort of the deal. And I'm glad that I did it. But I quickly realized if you grind like this forever, it, you're not gonna make it. <laughs> like yeah. it's it's yeah. not gonna work. So yeah, that's interesting. So so um, let's. Uh, so let me ask you this one question. Do you consider yourself a leader? I guess by the book definition of a leader, I would absolutely have to say yes. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm in, I'm, I'm the head guy, the owner of a business and, you know, there's 720 people in a Facebook group, you know, sort of a deal. And, and uh, so I, I would have to say yes. Yeah. Uh, I see myself as, as, as a leader. Um, and that, that's, that's something I take pretty seriously. Um, so, um, yeah, I guess I do. You are our leader because I'm a member of your community and we do look up to you. So yeah, it feels weird <laughs> saying, yes, I'm a leader. And I always it, 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 I feel strange still to this day when when people give me compliments. It's, it's weird accepting compliments. It is. It's something that I think most people are, aren't that great at. So thank you. I appreciate <laughs> the compliment. How'd I do there? Was that better? You did great. <laughs> so what's uh, what's next for you and for any man fitness? Well, right now I'm actually in uh, the process of revamping the site. Okay. Um, we're going to have a new uh, iteration of the actual website itself, cleaning it up. Last time I had the website done was back in 2015, and it definitely looks like it. That's for mm -hmm. sure. Um, so we're going to make that improvement. Um, I've revamped a few things. We've got uh, the challenges are starting to kick up here soon. Um, no cardio fat shredding is going to begin in February. That's slightly revamped from last. Every single session, I, I, I start to re I revamp things and retool them to make them make the onboarding process easier simplify things there's a couple different types of fitness people there are innovators and there are simplifiers i'm certainly a simplifier trying to make things as straightforward and easy to digest as possible so we're still going through those things um i'm gonna have to be vague with this one but i i will say this john i have a uh, client that i'm working with really closely right now who has gotten incredible results um and he's going to um, come out with those results and share it to his audience. And uh, it could be an Oprah moment. So uh, <laughs> that's awesome. probably the one. And I'm, that's up my sleeve. I yeah. clearly yeah. can't say who because uh, it's, uh, it's, it, I, I'm, I'm going, Oh boy, that's amazing. I'm, 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 to be honest with you, I'm, I'm super stoked about the results that I was able to get. It was one of those when someone came my way, I went, wow, you're coming to me for help? Jeez. Wow. Okay. Wow. Nice. And so I'm really, really excited about that. And honestly, just super humbled that, that this uh, individual came to me. So I'm really looking forward to when uh, he lets it known what his results are. I'm like, oh, it's going to be Christmas. This is awesome. <laughs> I'm really fired up about that. But anywho, uh, just, just helping the community, helping people out, staying on top of my game, making sure to give people the best experience. Oh, did I, just, did I just get kicked off? Am I still here? Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. My, yep, my phone rang. I've got my, yeah. I'm mm -hmm. just trying to give people the best experience that they can and make sure that uh, we keep this ball rolling and, 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 and keep helping people and, and doing what we do, which is making fit. Honestly, it's making fitness fun, accessible, enjoyable, um, and, and something that people of all ages and all walks of life can implement into their lives without it being too uh, burdensome or cumbersome. I love it. So how can people find out more about you and your company? 
Uh, you can contact me directly. You're more than welcome to do that. My email address is jason at anymanfitness.com. I have a bit of a Facebook presence. I run a free Facebook group, Living the Dream. That's probably the most popular internet-based, at least on Facebook, way to, to, to get a hold of me. So you can join it. Anyone can join it, 100% free. And there's loads of different workouts and diet stuff. And, and we do free challenges and lots of stuff there. So, so that would probably be, that would be a, a good thing if you're, you're into Facebook. I'm probably the most active on social media on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So uh, at any man fitness. Um, and those are probably the, the main ways to uh, get a hold of me and yeah. Uh, shoot me a message. If uh, you're interested in hearing more about what we do and seeing if it'd be a good fit for you. That sounds good. We'll uh, include all those uh, links in the show notes. So you can find out those people who are in their car driving, they don't have to write it down. So wonderful. Well, very good, Jason. This has been great. I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing what you've learned, uh, starting a business, running a business, and building a community that you have. And uh, yeah, I really, I really think that there's a lot of things that leaders can take away from what you've done and what you're, what you're continuing to do. Well, I appreciate those kind words, John. That truly means a lot, especially coming from someone who's actually in our community and is experiencing that to have all those wonderful things to say. So uh, I thank you for the uh, opportunity to come on here and chat with you. And I hope those doms aren't too sore later tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm going to be sore tonight, but that's okay. I like it. It's, uh, it's, it's worth it. Awesome, John. Glad to hear it. Thanks for having me. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for listening to Deep Leadership. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and share so we can continue to build a world with better bosses. Until next time, this is John Rennie saying take care and lead well. Thank you for listening to Deep Leadership. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all you do. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information and updates, please visit our website at www.deepleadershippodcast.com or johnsrenny.com. Until next time, take care. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the The Candle Candle Power Power Hour. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for Season 2 of the Wannabet Podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that Season 2 starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wannabet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. So no more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric acid.